Hi, everyone. Good evening or afternoon or morning, possibly, depending where you are in the world. Uh, my name is Mickey, and I am a grateful recovering marijuana addict. I am uh, really glad to be able to share my my story, my experience, strength, and hope with everybody tonight. And um, I, uh, because I celebrated recently on January 23rd, I celebrated 11 years free of weed, free of all mood and mind altering substances. That is part of my my story. And uh, right as my higher power would have it, right before um, my my, uh, my anniversary, soberversary, I uh, was sorting through a bunch of old pictures and I came across a couple of pictures from 2008. So I got clean in 2013, but in 2008, I, I really started my slide, <laughs> my slide down. I was uh, freshly divorced and, um, you know, I had been using pot for many years before that, but that's when it really kind of tipped over into um, obsession. You know, the madness that we hear people talk about in the rooms. First it's magic, then it's medicine, and then it's madness or misery. And it was definitely that. And there's one particular picture. I'm sitting on a picnic table and uh, half of my head is cut off. (laughs) I guess I was playing, I didn't really understand my camera very much. And um, there's a lighter behind me. And as much as I tried to crop that lighter out, it was so close to me that I, I just couldn't. And it's just kind of like that was very telling for me that I, um, I was all alone. I was kind of camping. I was on one of my famous road trips that I thought was, you know, cool or something. I'm not even sure what it was now. It was just, I was just, I'm just, I really want to reach into that picture and just kind of shake her and say, it, you don't have to live this way. You don't have to live so isolated and alone and miserable. Um, it still took me five years after that uh, particular picture was taken um, for me to to get into recovery and that's about you know I I don't want to share too much of uh, the mess in my past I I really want to focus on the um, um, you know the the practices in my recovery that that helped me stay stay in recovery and one reading I really love it's called our awakening it's on page 61 of our life with hope book and it really it really helps me every time I read it because I can kind of like walk through it and um, apply it to my own recovery and the practices that, that help me stay clean and sober. So I'm actually going to read it. I'm going to, and I do this with uh, sponsees when we read something together, we read and we stop when something kind of, we want to reflect on it more. So I'm going to just kind of do it that way in that practice. And I hope you'll, hope you'll enjoy it. So our awakening Those of us who have rigorously and thoroughly taken all of the steps can attest to the fact we have become stronger people. So, you know, the rigorously and thoroughly for me are the important words in there. By the way, I love words. I'm a former library technician, so I think words are amazing. And the words in this particular reading are very telling. So when I first did the steps, I I did them like homework. I got through them fast. I just kind of went, whatever my sponsor wants to hear, I'm just going to tell them, you know, tell her that. And so I didn't really get a lot out of them. And I didn't have a spiritual awakening for a while because I, did, I wasn't rigorous and I, I wasn't thorough. I wanted them done so I could have this spiritual awakening or arrive at this place that everybody promised me would be amazing. But um, I hadn't really taken the steps. I just, I did the surface 
So, um, and then the next line is, as we make spiritual progress, we begin to feel emotionally secure. Our new attitudes bring about self-esteem, inner strength, and serenity that is not easily shaken by any of life's hard times. And that is very true for me. And it's our new attitudes, you know, and I, I really take that as a, on a daily basis. I am learning because I've never done this particular day before, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in my life today that could, that I used to consider absolutely impossible to deal with without using. Um, so every day I have a new chance to bring a new attitude and I like to bring a lot of gratitude into my day and, um, and just realize I can start my day over again at any time if I'm kind of slipping. And I like right where it says in the other line, we begin to feel emotion secure. There's no, there's no like guarantee that it's going to be, there's no magic wand. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way for me. Um, but I do begin to feel emotionally secure as I, I make progress in my recovery. And I, and I, I'm grateful for that. I'm really grateful for a lot of things in my life, especially uh, my sponsor, the literature, um, sponsees, fellows in recovery. So the next line is our awakening has come about and I bolded this line, our awakening has come about as a result of a spiritual house cleaning, being aware of who we are, and cultivating a growing relationship with our higher power. And that really happened for me, that spiritual awakening happened for me after I completed all 12 steps thoroughly, rigorously, and that was uh, not until about six years into my recovery. And I really wanted to start sponsoring, so that's why I said, I'm going to finish the steps, I'm going to finally do them, I had done them up to step six a number of times over and over again. And, um, you know, I was just, I was just ready and it was just, I was ready to embark on that. And it really opened my eyes to see how these steps really do work. They really do give me um, a grounding that I, I didn't really have before. Like I wasn't on shaky ground before, but I wasn't really understanding what everybody was talking about. So... Uh, the next line is, that relationship can lessen the role of fear as the main source of motivation in our lives. We know that our needs will be met, perhaps not in the ways that we had hoped for, but in ways from which we can truly grow. So I remember somebody saying, be careful what you pray for, because <laughs> you might just get it. And it's like so true. Like I don't, when I pray and when I talk to my higher power, I don't necessarily ask for particular outcomes anymore. I can't. Uh, that to me is, I don't really know what I, what I need really at the end of the day. My higher power does. And I realize it after the fact. So that line, you know, perhaps not in ways we had hoped for, but from ways we can, from which we can truly grow. And really, uh, that really strikes me again and again and again in recovery. Uh, you know, the, if I can stay clean and sober a day at a time, I get those messages and I get those, maybe those challenges that I meet. And then I realized afterwards, like, wow, I got through that clean. I got through that without using. And that kind of builds up my strength and experience and hope, really, for the next challenge that's coming down the road. And I can also appreciate the joy, too. So the next line is, we have found that freedom from fear is much more important than freedom from want. And that's, and that's so true. You know, I, you replace fear with faith. I, I, that's what I try to do. I try to... Um, when I'm faced with fear, and you know, I still get in that place of fear a lot. I I, uh, I try to lean into the uncomfortable and, and ask my higher power for help. 
like an hour before, like this is the way my higher power works to me. So an hour and a half before this this uh, this speaker share, I got a call from a woman who I'm uh, she wants me to temporarily sponsor her, and so I said okay, let's talk. And um, she called me up and shared a little bit of her story. Unfortunately, we couldn't stay connected, but um, you know I used to be so fearful of like oh, I'm not a good sponsor and I, I can't say the right thing and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know how to do this and, you know, why should I be that person? And now, now it's more like, you know what, my higher power is just telling me I'm good enough. You know, good is both good and it's enough. And that's what I, I kind of lean into. And then 10 minutes after I finished the call with a temporary sponsee, a, um, another woman called my, one of my sponsees and said that she's also sharing <laughs> at a meeting at this particular time, like right now. And I'm just like, wow, this program is so amazing. This program really just, it feeds me when I don't even know I'm starving, you know? So what another friend in recovery says all the time, it's so true. So uh, the next line of this reading is, we start to accept the unpleasantness in our lives and become grateful when we are able to experience growth from it. We learn to give without expecting rewards. That one is so powerful for me. There was um, many years ago when my father was dying of cancer, I uh, visited a a spiritual elder and um, he gave me that instruction. He said, you know, for the next 30 days, I want you to go out every day and just give something to, it it can be strangers, it can be people you know, it, it can be small, it can be big, just give something and don't expect anything back. And when I when that practice happened, when I started to do that, that it's um, it's a beautiful way of kind of like giving joy or, or hope to people. And and that particular line just um, that's a practice that I, I still do today. I just you know I I give when I can. Like when somebody asked me to do this speaker share, for example, or somebody asked me to chair this morning a meeting, um, I, I, I give when I can. And I, tr- and, I, and I don't do it for recognition and I don't do it um, to get something out of it. I do it because I can. Because somebody did that for me in early recovery and it's now it's my turn to give back. The next line is, we act as responsible members of society living not in isolation but with a sense of community. We become true partners with our friends and loved ones. And that's absolutely true. And that's a, that's a big practice too. It's just learning how to be in relationship with people without using them. You know, that was a big part of my active addiction was I would manipulate and control or try to control. I was never in control. <laughs> I thought I was. You know, the manipulation in my uh, active addiction was, a, again, a fear. You know, I was afraid I wouldn't get something that I wanted or I would lose something that I had. And now I, I don't approach relationships that way. I, I'm learning to, um, to show up for people when I make a commitment to do it, even if, I, if I'm, you know, like even before this, this speaker share, I, was, I had that old addict thinking of, oh, well, maybe you can like, you're tired and you got a headache and maybe you can beg off. And it's like, no, I made a commitment. And that's my second thought is the one I, I listened to today. And I'm still learning. It's that's this is a, a a practice of recovery for me. So, with the help of our higher power, sorry, with the help of a higher power, we respond positively to adversity. 
Practicing the principles we learn by taking the 12 steps produces rewards beyond calculation. With a deep sense of gratitude and the help of a power greater than ourselves, we can live in spiritual, emotional, and physical recovery. We live in serenity and security one day at a time. Spiritual, emotional, and physical recovery. So at the beginning when I first got here, to me it was all about the physical recovery. I just didn't want to feel, I just didn't want to have the obsession to use anymore. And I thought that once you guys taught me how to do that, how to get through life without pot, I didn't have to go to meetings anymore. I couldn't understand why people who celebrated 11 years (laughs) would go to meetings. I, I I just didn't get it. But I today I understand that without this program, my emotional, spiritual, and physical recovery are at risk. There's, I can, I can easily get into my head um, and, and try to think my way through recovery. But this is a program of action. You know, the steps are action steps. Um, every single one of them, even if they are, you know, the, like the step three kind of like that, um, that turning over process, that is still an action that I take. So I can't, um, I can't just rely on the fact that the physical symptoms are long gone. I don't obsess over using anymore. Um, I can obsess over a lot of other things, but the obsession to use pot has been lifted. So this practicing these steps, applying these spiritual principles in my life is really what helps me stay in, uh, in serenity. Like it says in the reading, we live with serenity and security one day at a time. It's a one day at a time program. Humbly seeking to do the will of a higher power, we find that we can now live useful lives. As a result, we reap benefits we had thought unattainable, even unimaginable. I couldn't have never predicted 11 plus years ago that I would be living in my own house in the rural area of Rogersville, New Brunswick, happily married um, with grandkids, um, not smoking pot, um, you know, uh, semi-retired, like it's, it is really unimaginable. I, I, I thought I would, I, de- I really thought at that time, very distinctly remembering that I was going to be, I wanted to live in like uh, one of those uh, mobile homes and just, you know, travel the country and smoke pot and, you know, go from job to job. And, oh my gosh, it sounds exhausting now. I'm so glad that I found this program and that I, ended up exactly where I'm at, exactly where I'm supposed to be. So, as, and this is one of my favorite, the last couple lines are like some of my favorite lines in this whole reading. As we each work the program in our own special way, we discover the spiritual principles that we all have in common. We're all unique examples of how the program works, each with our own distinct gifts to share. And before I read the last line of the reading, I just that line to me, is the community of Marijuana Anonymous, the community of sponsorship, the community of um, this, this, just this, this fellowship, you know, in general. You know, I, when, in talking to sponsees and talking to um, my fellow recovering marijuana addicts, I, I, like I hear the same things over and over again, you know, I never thought I could stop and I can't believe this program is amazing. I, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on acceptance today, or I'm working on um, perseverance today, or I'm working on uh, just allowing, 
you know, a big one is allowing, or I'm, uh, you know, I'm learning to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's just, it's incredible. There's no other community like it. There really isn't for me. I, um, I'm a happy customer of Marijuana Anonymous. And the last line, we take these steps for ourselves, not by ourselves. Others have gone before, others will follow. We recover, we do recover. Um, if you're new here, if um, you're struggling, we do recover. The, the we means like, I can't do it alone. That's how I, I, I think of that, that word, you know, the start of every single one, almost every single one of our steps, it says we, 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 all through this reading, we, 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 we. Because if I say, if I start saying I, 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 then I'm, I'm, I'm going back, I'm kind of coasting, you know, and the only way you can coast is to go downhill. So the, um, the we part of this program, we recover. I, you know, I can only recover by helping someone else recover that's how it seems to work for this addict and it's been working so far so just really grateful for you allowing me to to share and to, to go through that reading in a, an extended way and with that I will wrap up and I'm uh, looking forward to, to hearing other people's shares thanks for my recovery today <laughs>